Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We are a weekly podcast here at KTS and we cover what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. I am joined today by my co-host, Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a cardiologist by occupation, but he's here as a champion of education in Louisiana. He is past chairman of Blueprint Louisiana and a recipient of the Bob Ham Lifetime Distinguished Service Award by the Council for a Better Louisiana. He's also vice chairman of the Louisiana Committee of 100. Welcome, Dr. Roseman, and I'll let you introduce our guest. This is gonna be a great time together. We're gonna be showcasing uh, some of the most successful schools in our community as far as growth. And let me just say thank you before we start for what you do for the kids in the community out of Summer Grove. But we have Principal Pat Bloomer, uh, who I think has been a principal at Summer Grove and maybe other school too. Yes, sir, at Summer Grove and Lakeshore Elementary. And uh, we have Roxy Holmes, who's an instructional coordinator at uh, Summer Grove and certainly had a lot to do with uh, what happened at, at Summer Grove. Yes. But um, let me just, just ask you just to start to tell me a little bit about, tell us a little bit about the school, the history of the school, where you're located, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Well, Summer Grove is an elementary school. We're pre-K through fifth grade students. We um, currently have an enrollment of around 500 students. We've, um, our enrollment has dropped a little bit, but we're in the southwest part of Caddo Parish. And we're a true neighborhood school where all of our children come from our neighborhood area. And um, we, all of our students, we're also a Title I school. So all of our students um, participate in the free lunch program. And um, we also provide a lot of different activities for our students, such as enrichments, enriched um, tutoring programs after school, and different various activities throughout the school day. Let me ask you about a little bit about what you're most proud of. This you obviously have to be proud proud of your school, proud of your teachers, proud of the staff, you know, to be recognized in this way uh, and to do such good work. But what are what are what successes are you the most proud? We're very proud of our staff and our students. Our teachers work diligently to prepare for our students every day. We um, participate in our PLC meetings twice a week, and that's where we, um, Ms. Holmes is our facilitator for our PLC meetings, and we work closely with our teachers. We um, dive into the curriculum. We look at our students' uh, data, the student work, the student strengths and weaknesses, and Roxy and I also, as we visit classrooms, we look at teachers' strengths and weaknesses, and what can we do to help our teachers to become better teachers. And we have some rock star teachers. Um, and not just our teachers, but our entire staff, mm -hmm. our entire team, they are rock stars. They do what it takes, anything that is necessary for our students to excel. Um, and it could be anything. It could be anything from giving them just a simple hug mm -hmm. to get their day started because they woke up a little late or maybe they didn't get to wear a certain pair of shoes that they wanted to wear that day, but they may need some encouragement to start out um, their day and also making sure that they have everything that they need in class. Our students don't want for anything and they know that we are a family and that they can come to anybody on the campus for any of their needs. 
You know, what I found really interesting in, in the discussion ahead of time, you mm -hmm. sent me some thoughts about some of the things you may do different or do to a great degree at Summer Grove. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of them had to do with teaching. Uh, you talked about professional learning communities, grade level teams, and that sort of thing. Could you talk a little bit about what's what you're doing in those times when you get the teachers together uh, that spurs on some of their activities in their classroom? We're very intentional about what we do in the classroom. We spend a lot of time um, setting our goals at the very beginning of the school year. Um, I would even go to say that that starts at the end of the school year while we look, we look at data to determine what our students' needs are and we develop a plan. We know that this is where our students are and how do we get them where we want them mm -hmm. to be um, by the end of that next school year. So we, we determine what specific skills they need in reading and in math and then we come up with a plan together and, and we meet two, at least twice a week in order for us to plan and just to dive in really deep to determine where our students are every week. What can we do better as a staff? How can we get our students motivated? Um, how can we make sure that if they are not proficient in one area that we make up for it during our interventions that we have because we have a certain time during the day where we're able to meet with the students and provide them their needs on their level. So are you talking about just discussing them as a class or a group, or do you drill down to individual students? That's a good question. We mm -hmm. actually do create individualized plans for all of our students. And our teachers have to know that data, but we're responsible as administrators as knowing the, for knowing that data as well. So we <coughs> create individualized plans for our students, and then we track them throughout the year to see how they're progressing. You know, one of the things I also noted in, in what you do different, mm -hmm. what you do special, is to spend a lot of time on small groups or very small groups. Uh, you talked about accelerated tutoring. You talked about uh, uh, the special things you do with reading and math. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and the impact that it has for students to be tutored uh, does that make a big difference, do you see, or, or how, how do you view that? Our tutoring program, we are able to have two different programs on our campus this year. And in the past, we've had uh, several programs as well. But we really focus on, again, those students' needs. Um, the teachers who are working in those tutoring programs, a lot of the times those are the same teachers who are working with them mm -hmm. throughout the day. So they know specifically what their need is, if um, they need more practice with phonics or if they need more practice with fluency in math. And so they target those skills and develop plans to make sure that they are seeing some type of growth with those students. Um, we do have interventions throughout the day for 30 to, 40 min 30 to 40 minutes a day where teachers are able to pull small groups of students, about four to five students, and work with them at a small period of time um, specifically on what their need is. And then we also have our tutoring programs after school that we have two to three uh, days a week and that they can work with them. And our students love it. Mm -hmm. Our attendance rate is great um, for our staff and our students, and, and it's really involved. What was uh, 
uh, interesting is uh, uh, how it was not just teachers. It, it kind of sounded right. like the whole school. Are you know that uh, that the cafeteria worker and the uh, the one who who uh, does the maintenance mm -hmm. and maybe the school resource officers. Everybody's doing education. Right at um, Summer Grove, all of our staff members provide interventions for our students. This year we have a blocked off time from um, 8.35 to 9.20 and all students kindergarten through fifth grade are participating in interventions at that time, which is RTI. And um, we're not only providing RTI for our um, weaker students, but we also provide it for our higher students as well. And we push into the classroom. We have different staff members, our enrichment teachers, our um, intervention team, everyone pushes into the classroom, our paraprofessionals, so that we can provide smaller group settings for our students to enrich their reading and math skills within the classroom. Um, we have administrative team members that push into the classrooms as well. Ms. Holmes and I push in as needed and we um, monitor what they're doing in the classrooms, but every staff member at our school is invested in the education of all of the children on our campus. So Let what do you mean by push in? I'm not understanding what that necessarily Pushing When we push into the classroom, they go into the classroom and pull a small group to the side. The teacher will be working with a small group over here at this table. The para or the RTI interventionists will be working with a small group over here. And then we have students in the middle of the classroom that are working on uh, Lexia working on um, on grade level activities or enriching activities, whatever the teacher has planned for them to do. Mm -hmm. And Ms. Holmes also facilitates during our PLC meetings, we spend a lot of time at the beginning of the year talking about RTI, what it should look like, what we expect it to be look like, what's, what are the teachers doing, what are the students doing, so that we can ensure that we're providing everything we need to for all of our boys and girls. Well, you know, you said earlier about um, your, all your teachers are rock stars, and then you just talked about how everybody comes and just goes to work every day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen unless there's a good culture. Yeah, and so yes. let me ask you this, as, as uh, leaders and mm -hmm. as administration, how do you build that great school culture that you're developing at, at Summer Grove that I think underlies maybe all of the success you're having? Well, over the last three years, we've worked really hard on developing our climate culture at our school. We um, set our um, goals at the beginning of the year. We ensure that all staff members, all students, all parents are aware of what our goals are and where we are, where we start in August and where we must be by May. And um, we talk to our, we just talk to our boys and girls and we talk to our staff and say, hey, this is where we are, this is where we need to be. They know, like Ms. Holmes mentioned, they know that if they need anything, they're more than welcome to ask. We're always available to come and do whatever it is we need to do. We celebrate all of our successes, not only for our mm -hmm. students, but we also celebrate with our staff. Mm -hmm. Any successes that we have, be it very small, be it very large, anything that we can do to um, build our team and uplift our team and our students. We know one of the other uh, principals, I think it was three or four months ago, I can't mm -hmm. remember, but she talked about secret sauce, okay, the secret sauce at our school. So let me ask you, what's the secret sauce <laughs> uh, at uh, Summer Grove? What's the secret, and if not at Summer Grove, what's the secret sauce 
you know, that we need to be looking at is education. Okay, Ms. Owens. I, you have to let your students, your people know that you care. Mm -hmm. I don't, we look, we do a lot within the school day. We are trying, it takes a lot to teach children how to read. It takes a lot to help mm -hmm. students to learn, especially if they have um, deficits in certain areas or behind. But until they know that you care about them, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to get through to them on the learning aspect. So we have to make sure that we're fostering those relationships and it starts with building those relationships with our students and with our parents as well. Mm -hmm. So they, they know that if they have a concern or if they have a need that they can reach out to any of us. Um, and we make sure that that transitions over into our staff as well. Our staff knows as well that if they have a concern or if they have a need or if there's a resource that they want that they can come to us and ask us for it or share different ideas. But we're open, we know that this is not a one person mm -hmm. job. This is not something that Ms. Bloomer can accomplish on her own. It's not something that I can accomplish on my own. We know that it is a community and we're all part of that process and we need everybody hands on deck in order to make sure that we're successful. You know, one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking about making sure they know you care, you know, we, we were separated during COVID. Mm -hmm. Is, are, mm -hmm. are we getting, to know one another again? Is there a bigger need to rebuild relationships and show you care today than there was perhaps even before COVID? For sure, and we definitely mm -hmm. see that in some of our students who were at home during that time. Um, and we just, we all we can do is constantly try to make sure that it's present that is prevalent that we show up and show through with our actions mm -hmm. and our actions that's um, the biggest biggest success that we have is that we show and demonstrate what our expectation is for others we lead by that example one of those things that we learned you know at the time of just after the children came back to school mm -hmm. is a lot of them didn't come back to school mm -hmm. they they did they the uh, uh, those attending, the attendance was considerably reduced from mm -hmm. the time. What, what have y'all been able to do? Have y'all been able to conquer that? Have you been able to overcome that? Are, are, are the parents bringing the children, getting them to school? We have a very good attendance rate at our school, not only for our staff, but also for our students. Mm -hmm. um, that's partly due to the fact that we celebrate every quarter. We celebrate student attendance. We celebrate staff attendance and we pass out awards to the students that have perfect attendance or didn't miss hardly any days and the same thing for our staff members and we also have several competitions that the each grade level participates in per nine-week period like right now we have an accelerated reader con contest going on who's reading the most books what classroom and we recognize that quarterly and we also have a math award for this nine weeks and it's whoever completes the most Zern lessons for the nine weeks and whoever has the highest percentage of students participating in that and it's the different incentive programs that we have that we have embedded into our reading and math program. Y'all really took it on. Y'all yeah. done a lot of things yes, sir. to try to see if you can improve upon the problem. Yes, sir. I know attendance maybe is one of the things but what are the, what are your greatest challenges? What do you see as your greatest challenge going forward to get where you are now and then to go forward from there? 
Well, we've made um, a lot of progress, mm -hmm. um, and we know that we still have some gains to be made, um, especially as we target literacy. Um, that is our number one target, is to make sure that we are getting students on grade level and reading on grade level. So that's another reason why we spend so much time and being intentional mm -hmm. in examining that data and making sure that we know specifically where our students are and um, how to uh, make sure that we're educating them in the correct way. So I've always wondered this, how a teacher in a classroom has all these different children who have different needs and and some learn one way and some learn another um, how do you how do you get all that together how do you how do you get that to where that works mm -hmm. i just it's always amazed me uh, that you could teach people that like to read to learn and some like to hear to learn yes. And then mm -hmm. some have a certain deficit in reading or a certain deficit in math. So how do you all make it through the day? How do you get it done? I think we tackle a lot of that as we continue to build our teachers' capacity mm -hmm. because we know that what research tells us is that we teach the way that we learn. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to make sure that we are continuing to build the capacity of our teachers and making sure that they are knowledgeable about their students and the way that their students learn because it is about them. So we have to make sure that we are tracking the data and then also um, in taking the, our observations that we have daily in mm -hmm. order to make sure that our lessons are engaging for all of our students and on all levels. So first thing you have to do is you have to know how you learn, yes. right? right. Yes. And then once you know that, you know your biases. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's how, you, that's how you're able to tackle this. That, that's interesting yes. to yes. me. And it all goes back to building the relationships. Mm -hmm. We start on yes. day one building relationships with our students. We start on day one building relationships with our staff mm -hmm. members. And uh, we work really hard on that aspect of educating our boys and girls so that they know that we're not only there to teach them reading and math and science and social studies, but we're also there, like Ms. Holmes said, for anything and everything that you might possibly need because we want you to be successful. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. believe in all of our students, we believe in all of our children and our staff, and we know that in order to um, make the next step and to progress to where we need to go, we have to continue believing in them. Absolutely. Well, let me just ask a couple of questions that we ask everyone mm -hmm. um, to learn a little, to, to be able to give some more uh, to the community that's that's uh, listening uh, today. But um, what do um, I'm just going to ask you to give words of advice? It can. What are the words of advice you might give to parents, to community, to teachers? What are what are a couple of words of advice that you can share with the mm -hmm. audience? Well, I would say to, to always believe in your children. Never give up on them, always believe in them. Encourage, be an encourager, read to them every day. Have them read to you and spend time with them. Ask them what they did in school today. What are you learning? And if you um, have any questions, you can call our school. You can talk to one of us or our counselor and um, we can help the parents to um, help their children. 
we do spend a lot of time on talking with some of our parents and providing outside activities for them as well so that they can um, have things at their house to work with their boys and girls with as well. Super. Words of advice. Uh, words of advice. Um, continue to be open, mm -hmm. always be open to change because things do change um, as we continue to evolve, as we continue to grow. Um, just know that things change and that um, we have to continue learning ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, that is just the cycle of, of life. We continue to learn, we continue to do um, different things in order for us to continue to become better. Yeah, different things uh, in different areas to broaden um, yourself. For, yes, for, for teachers, we always are continuing to learn exactly. and learn new things and new ways to help our students. Mm -hmm. Our students are learning in the classroom every day as we provide that information to them. And then for our parents, education and the way that they learned when they were in school <laughs> is totally different than the way that our curriculum is today so we just have to be open and, can, and open to that process absolutely the last question i want to ask is a, it's a more personal question but it's a question about about our community and you know you you both had choices as to where you were going to live where you're going to work what you were going to do what attracts you to shreveport Bozier, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And uh, 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 and go ahead. Just the for me, it's the community, the family environment of our community, and um, just working in our in the Caddo school system with working with all of our boys and girls. Um, for me, I would say that I've been around and had the opportunity to experience some great leadership, Miss Boomer has been a great leader and I've learned a lot from her. Um, and we've also had uh, very many directors mm -hmm. that have been great leaders. Um, Dr. Gorey is a great leader, great superintendent. Definitely. So I'm surrounded by greatness in mm -hmm. the city of Shreveport and also here in Cattle Parish. So this is my home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. We're so glad you made it to your home. <laughs> okay, made, yeah. made this our home. But uh, thank you so much for for what you brought today and the information that you gave. And it, you know, it's wonderful to s sit and watch a successful school, how that school continues to thrive and the reasons for it. And I think you outlined it really well. These are the ways that we can make better schools all over our community mm -hmm. and reach more and more kids to give them the opportunity to, to, to live the kind of potential that they can live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you for inviting thank us. You. Oh, and thank you to all of you for joining us for Education Checkup. You can view our other podcasts anywhere you listen to them or just go to our website at ktbs.com slash podcast. Have a good day and we'll see you next time for Education Checkup.